we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to be around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Armin, ready to dive in deep to all things Potomac. Season 5, episode 2. I almost said season 2, episode 5, because my mind works like that. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm loving these ladies out the gate. I mean, the drama is coming hot. We already ended this episode 2 with a to-be-continued, which means things are only going to be building from here. We had the episode start off with a rumor. We had it end with a blowout fight that only just began. I mean, these ladies are bringing it. They're bringing it. I mean, based on the preview, Eddie, so much happens this season. There can't be any delay getting no. into the proceedings. We have to get right into it, right into the drama. And I'm happy to see it because... I think BH, as a counterexample, took a while to get into its focus point of the season. About, what, 11 or 12 episodes for the Brandy Denise thing to materialize, right? That's too yeah. long for me. I don't want to watch a lot of filler before I get into what the season is really about. Let's get into what the season is really about right out of the gate. I agree. Um, and, I mean, Giselle kind of does this with the episode. Right out the gate, I, uh, her and Monique go to lunch, and they're talking about things, and Monique is explaining why she's not cool with Sharice anymore. And the reason is, is because Sharice has been spreading rumors around town, a word on the street, about Monique. Um, Monique uh, is like, I don't even want to say the rumor. It's so disgusting. So Giselle's like, well, then I'm going to say it because we need to talk about it, which this is why I love Giselle, because she's a messy-ass bitch who, like, knows her role and knows she needs to get her hands dirty. And she's like, if you're not going to talk about it, then I'm going to talk about it because that's what this, this whole scene is about. The rumor is, is that Monique has been stepping out on Chris with her trainer. Now, the other story is that Sharice created this rumor, her own, to get back on the show, to start getting more screen time, to get to move from friend of friend to friend of. Do you think she invented the rumor? I mean, here's the thing. I think I put a lot of faith in Monique Samuels. I do love the bitch more than anything in the entire world. Like, I think she is my favorite on the show. And I know that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way because I know Giselle Bryant is the queen of Potomac for many. And yeah, she is. But like, I, I really love my Monique. Um, but just on a forefront, Monique just had a baby. Her body is amazing. She has been working with the trainer nonstop probably six to seven days a week at least an hour a day of course she's spending a lot of time with her trainer has she been hanging out with him outside of training maybe is that fine yes people are allowed to have friends people are allowed to interact with their trainers it's not like a transactional thing where it's like i see my trainer i get my medicine like i get my doctor and then i leave like no you when you're the whole thing about having a trainer too, like having a personal trainer is it's like half a workout session, half like a therapy session and like a hired BFF because it's, it's nice. It's like, it's like when you go get your hair done, you see yes. this person, 
they're completely separate from your life and you can talk to them about all the things you can't talk about anything else, you know, anyone else with. I was about to um, say that sounds a lot like getting a haircut um, because yeah. I've never had a personal trainer, but I've gotten haircuts before. And yeah, you have conversations about your life and I, you gossip about things that you may not normally gossip about, to be honest. I've made friends with my hair people. Like I followed them on Instagram, like even really? in the past, like, no, yeah. Like we've become friends. I know about their life. Like the, the girl I used to get my hair done from before my, my new person, she had a baby and I follow her on Instagram. I congratulated her on her baby. I knew about her life. Like I've been to her for years and it's like the same thing with your trainer. Like my trainer knew everything about me. My trainer knew every little moment I had every little instance. And I'm sure Monique developed a relationship with her trainer as well. And so you think Sharice knew this, that Monique yeah. had a personal trainer and they were friends maybe. And she exploited that fact to start a truly baseless rumor. But at the very least people could say, Oh, well look at her following her trainer on Instagram. Yeah. Look at her being friends with her trainer, maybe grabbing a coffee after a workout. Yeah, when, what, what's their relationship? Like, okay, she has three kids at home. Their relationship is clearly friends. Right, when in reality, they're just friends. But Sharice is like, there's an opening here. Okay, I can that's, believe that, that. That's the other thing. D- between the kids and the bird, do you really think Monique has enough time to be stepping out on her husband? Let's be real. Let's be real here. Well, she does have the bird in a harness, an aviator harness, as you said on our last episode. Um, so the bird seems under control. Uh, however, yeah, with the kids and she has to show her husband some attention. So yeah. there's not much time outside of that to have a fling. I don't right? buy it. I don't, I, yeah, I don't buy it. I mean, that's the thing is like, I, I just, I don't, I'm not going to pay it mind. And, but it's going to come back because it's definitely drawn a line between Sharice and Monique. And, and there's an extra layer to this, right? Because Candace invited Sharice to her party despite knowing that Sharice is spreading these rumors, right? Yes. So that was the other issue. Um, and it's going to get heavier and deeper because it looks like we saw a preview for next episode. There's going to be a little situation where they're in the same room together and Monique can't be in the room with her. Um, but yeah, it's, it's almost like Monique feels a little upset because she feels like she repaired this relationship with Candace after yep. their big fight last season. They're cool. They're chill. And then she goes and invites someone who she knows has beef with Monique. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, your best, you, you know, you have a little tip with like your best friend and then, or not even best friend, but like a very close friend. And then you are like, okay, we're cool again. And then your like best friend is like, Hey, by the way, I'm, when we were apart, I became really good friends with your arch nemesis and I'm going to start inviting them to things. It's like, okay, whose side are you on? You know, like, who are you, who are your allegiances to? Are you just trying to play the field and just be friends with everyone? And I get, I get Monique why she's upset because it's like, girl, whose side are you on? Are you really friends with me? Are you just being friends with me for the show? Are you being, are you really friends with Sharice? I would even argue that's a betrayal. It is kind of. Some people may say, ah, Candace is just not wanting to get in the middle of their beef. Well, if you're that close to Monique and Sharice is doing something like that, then I would at the very least expect you not to put them in the same room together. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it, it that's, that's, that's the other thing. It's like, oh, if there's always like the drama sometimes of like, oh, if like you break up with someone and your friend became friends with that person, 
in the relationship. It's like, do you stay friends with them or do you not stay friends with them? And it's like, well, you can, but you don't have to bring those people into the same situation all the time. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, and, and that's the thing. And it's going to hurt obviously your friend that like you're friends with their ex, but at the same time, it's like, everyone's entitled to their own relationships, but you don't need to aggressively flaunt it or try to force people back together when you know, like, situations aren't cool or at least give someone like a heads up and be like hey do you mind if i invite this person i know you guys have beef i'm closer with you than i am with them what would you like me to do also i think it's worse when the situation is fresh right yeah there there actually the situation isn't even over right it's ongoing um, True. as opposed to a time heals all wounds exactly type of thing situation where you know, two years from now, three years from now, this is all behind them. Okay, Sharice and Monique can be maybe even friends then. Who knows? Who knows what could happen uh, in a few years? But right now, it's bad. It's an open wound. So don't put them in the same room together. We were talking in the premiere recap episode, what is the thing that could drive a wedge between Candace and Monique? Because they just reconciled, right? They had all this beef yeah. season four. Then they become friends again during the reunion. Like, how can they already have a falling out? Well, it looks like Sharice is the reason. Yeah, I think that's that's where it is. And that's case in point. It's the Sharice knife that drives the wedge between Candace and Monique. Because clearly they had made a reconciliation of some sort. And now that Sharice is in the mix and Sharice is running her mouth... It's, it's, it's whose side are you on Candace? Who's, who do you really support? Who are you going to support this woman? Who's creating baseless rumors about me and just talking shit to talk shit. Or are you going to be on my side and be my friend and be my sister? Like you said, you were. And honestly, I'm team Monique. If you're going to be a shady ass bitch and just play and play with the wolves and play with the snakes, then you sit, you sit in that den, in that dungeon. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I, I, I get Monique. I get the way her brain works. Oh, I'm fully team Monique um, as of now. I mean, we'll see how things develop. Yeah, we'll it see what is happens. so early. I feel like this is a direct line to the fight. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like this is the first step to that moment that we're all waiting for. You know, it is. Let's move from this Monique and Candace talk because we're going to get more into this at the end dinner. Um, with obviously the blow up with Ashley at the party and all this, the to be continued. But I want to talk quickly about um, another relationship that we didn't discuss in the the trailer, the premiere episode. And I'm sure people were upset that we didn't talk about it. But I wanted to save it because I feel like we got more information and more uh, more about it in this episode. And that is Jamal's relationship with Giselle Bryant. Um, so as we found out, Giselle Bryant, who is one of the main cast members of Real Housewives of Potomac, is back together with her ex-husband, Jamal Bryant. Now, the reason her and Jamal got divorced in the first place and separated was because he was have, he was cheating with people in his congregation. He's a pastor in Atlanta, um, and he was having extramarital affairs and had a child with someone else. Um, and obviously, that ruined their relationship. It's been known. They haven't been together. But now Giselle is back with Jamal because one of their friends was like, is anyone going to love you the way he loved you? Um, Everyone is kind of confused by this on the show, it seems. The women are apprehensively supportive. 
they want what's best for Giselle. They want her happiness, but they also are very kind of like wary of this man and what he's done before and what he can do again. Um, but in this episode, we saw someone else besides the ladies that was wary of this relationship. And that's Giselle's own daughters. Can we talk about this scene that she had with her daughters where she's like, I'm dating your father again. And these girls are like, be careful. There's his own children. Well, I think they're lo- they love their mom and they don't want to see her get hurt again. And I think like Giselle keeps saying, they don't know them together. So this this isn't similar to, I think, a more common situation, which is kids wanting to see their parents get back together, return to a previous era because there isn't that previous era for them. Yeah. What, what they know is their parents apart and they also know that, you know, their their father once betrayed their mother. I mean, but I think what is more so for me is that these girls are teenagers. You know what I mean? And I think they're a little bit smarter than like this is just our normal. I think they know who their dad really is. They're even saying he'll call us just to talk and then we'll call you two minutes later right after they get on the phone to say, oh, I called the girls. I, you know, trying to get back with Giselle. It seems like they they understand that he's like a snake trying to use Giselle. I don't know for her. She's a big, big star now on Real Housewives of Potomac. She's got a whole new seat of people that follow her. That would be great for his congregation. You know what I mean? That's more money in his pocket, more notoriety for him. And it takes the bad image away from him where he was this cheating husband to a reconciliation of family and uh, marriage. And the girls are like, it's all a facade, mom. He's playing you. He's playing everyone. Don't buy it. And I think that is, it's telling for the girls to say that first of all, but it's also telling of Giselle to be like, thanks, thanks ladies. Thanks daughters. But like, I'm going to do it on my own because if my own kids were saying, Hey, I know you love dad. I know you got this, but something's up and you need to pay attention to it. I'd listen to my children, you know? Like, I just, I feel like Giselle's, my roommate said something that was really funny. Giselle's so gorgeous that no one's ever told her no, that she doesn't know what it's like. That literally she believes everything she does and rules around the world, whether it be her fashion choices, whether it be her relationship choices. No one's ever said, girl, you're wrong because it's just, yes, 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 Giselle, you're beautiful. That she doesn't understand that there's no other way beside her way. Do you remember exactly what she said to her kids when they were talking about how they don't trust their dad? It was something like the parents make the decisions and, you know, you guys just have to roll with it. Do you remember exactly what she said? Is something like we are adults. We're the parents in the situation. We're allowed to make something like our own decisions. Right. Like we run shit and you just have to go along with it. And you have to like, yeah. I, I didn't like that response, you know, because I feel like there should be some level of collaboration, you know, between you and your kids. Uh, especially at that age. And you know? and especially with that big of a decision. I mean, Giselle has flaunted and preached about how important it is for her girls to love the man that she's with. About how it was so hard for her to tell the girls that she, her and Sherman broke up because they loved him so much and they loved the way that he treated her. If she cares so much about what her daughters think about the relationship and who she's with, then why aren't they, she listening to them about her own ex-husband? Someone that they talk to on almost a daily basis. It's like, are, are the, you know, adults can be wrong. Parents oh, yeah. can be wrong. Of course. And all I the think, time. And, but, 
But and I think the kids in this sense are right. And I think Giselle needs to listen to her kids. Yeah, at the least take their input seriously. At the end of the day, you're going to do what makes you happy. Yes. Um, even if you're wrong, even if it doesn't ultimately make you happy, but you know, you're going to pursue that. And if she thinks that, you know, going back to her ex is the right move, then she's ultimately going to do that. But she just disregards everything they say. I wish she would at the very least feign like she's giving a shit about what they say, but she's like, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's Giselle. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was the kind of Italian scene for me. I really hope, you know, that she listens to her kids. It looks like there's going to be a scene next episode between her and Jamal where she kind of, it's a family dinner and she kind of calls him out on a few things. Maybe it's a play for Giselle and she's playing this whole thing just to get a good storyline this season. Hey. Who knows? Hey. Who knows? But would I love mean, that it for just, her. It, it upset me that she preaches that she honors her kids and their opinion so much and then disregards them when it doesn't, when they're not yes men, as Monique would say. <laughs> Um, but I, I got, that's, that's all I got to say. That's all I'm going to say on that. But just tell, listen to your kids. Um, let's, who else do we want to talk about? Oh, let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about Juan and Robin. Uh huh. Yes. We actually didn't talk about this in the premiere episode either. I feel like there was so much that we like missed things, but Robin had a one-on-one with Juan in episode one where she was like, if we're going to get a house, I need a ring on my finger first. Like, we're not going to keep playing this like game of we're a family like for this unified unit unless i have the proof that we're unified aka a ring on my finger and juan's like you know i i i want to take this relationship the next step with you i think marriage is on the table and she's like okay cool but he seems kind of off about it this episode we see him talking to Giselle and being like i am ready to marry this woman again is robin here does robin know that does robin know that you're here and she's like no 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 he's like i love this woman and I want to marry her, and I need your help. I was beside myself. I mean, I already knew they were getting engaged again because we all saw the social media posts and the news when it broke. But, like, this just made me grin like a little little boy. I was so happy. I honestly find Robin to be the least interesting cast member on this show. Um, but I'm happy for her. I mean, you know, she is uh, finally uh, going to get, I think, the man that she always wanted to be with. And uh, Juan, I think, is getting some excellent advice from Giselle. I love that the 24 diamond uh, concept. I think that's very smart for every year that they've known each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, it's a happy ending. I honestly just don't find Robin to be that compelling of a cast member. I do like Robin for the sense that she's kind of like the middle ground between the ladies. She right. helps bring. She's kind of like you need you need a Robin in every cast to kind of hold hold do it you, down. Do you need do you need a Robin? I Roni mean, doesn't has never had a Robin. I I know, and I was just about to bring up Roni, <laughs> and that's that's a dumpster fire every episode. You know what right. I mean? Like it, yeah. it's nice to have some sort of normalcy. Know. Yes, like a little bit of composure <laughs> and like with the ladies. And Robin bring Robin can like bring him in because like you know Karen or Giselle can be up on their crazy horse going a mile a minute, and they can look to Robin and they and Robin can kind of be like, "Hey, cool it." And they're like, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it works. It works for the group dynamic. <laughs> um, I, I love Robin. I love Robin and Juan. Um, I think Juan loves Robin more than anything in the entire world. A hundred percent. I believe that, um, you know, she has stood by him and supported him. And that's all he ever wanted. I feel like, yes, he made a mistake. Um, 
but he's paid for that mistake and Robin's forgiven him for that mistake. And I think that's a problem with a lot of these relationships is that, I mean, even look at Giselle and Jamal. Giselle cheated, or Jamal cheated on Giselle. And she has never come to terms with it. She has never forget. She's she can say she forgave him for it, but she brings it up about once every two episodes. She's still bringing it up to his face. She she will never get over the fact that he cheated. Right. Yes, Robin has brought up that Juan cheated, but does she bring it up in his face every five minutes? No. Does she say, "Hey, remember that time? Hey, remember what you did to me? You owe me for this. You you know what I mean? Like." That's not a way to live. Like, if you can't forgive the person, let them go. You know what I mean? Giselle, yeah. if you cannot if you cannot truly come to terms with the situation, completely forgive everything that happened, everything that came with it, all the baggage that comes after, if you can completely release that, then do it, Jamal. Mm-hmm. Robin is the only one, I believe, that has truly done that. And on the flip side, Juan has really become a martyr for this woman and has literally, I feel like, been like i here's the shackles here's the chains like i have been like your doggy i've been your puppy on the leash for the last how many years i've you know i've sat rolled over and begged when i needed to and i've shown my devotion to you let me back into your life didn't giselle say something like is this forever and he's he said something like i wouldn't have it any other way or something like that yes yeah he's ready for it um she's been ready for it so uh, it's a nice culmination, I think, to their storyline. Yes. I mean, it's, it's perfect. And I, 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 you know, I've always said this is not an excuse for you to go back to your lousy ass ex. Robin and Juan's situation is distinct, different, and individual. Um, there are exceptions to every There rule. are exceptions always. But don't take this as, oh, yeah. I have a Juan in my life. You don't. Listen to me. You do not have a Juan in your life. You've got a Jamal Bryant. I know if I was me listening to my podcast two years ago, I would have thought of my toxic ex and been like, maybe he's my one. And no, he wasn't. Right, <laughs> he was a right. Jamal Bryant. Few I'm and just, far I'm between. Just, Few and far between, exact, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm just trying to warn all of you, all you little ones. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I've, I've ran the track. You know the from experience. Yes. Um, Giselle and Monique decided that they are going to throw a party for Ashley um Monique and Ashley are very good friends now we saw last episode they are all about their babies together they're doing their thing um but they're like let's get all the ladies together to kind of celebrate Ashley and her new little one you know Ashley has been struggling with postpartum depression she's been very vocal about that on the show she's um definitely the parenting has definitely put a a, a, some stress on her as it would as it does everyone who has a baby it's definitely a new whole responsibility you have to take care of and worry about. So this would be a nice way for the ladies to get, you know, Ashley out of the house, celebrate her and, you know, get the ladies together. I think for the first real big dinner and discussion, because there's a lot of unsaid things. I mean, Ashley and Candace are Mm -hmm. at odds still because of the situation with their husbands. And, you know, it would be nice for everyone to just kind of let things air out. It's also a good chance for Wendy, Dr. Wendy Acefo, the newest housewife to come in and, meet with the ladies a bit more, maybe impress Karen Huger, maybe talk to her for a bit more. So Karen isn't just running her mouth about this boss ass bitch who just graced our screens. And then we get into the discussion of Candace and Candace's relationship. Um, and the way that Candace was speaking about Ashley having the baby in the first place. 
last year. And there's a lot of messiness that comes with this. As we know, Candace and Chris are thinking about having a baby on their own. Right. Obviously, Candace is worried a little bit because she doesn't want to turn into her mother, which is a very fair fear because, as we know, Dorothy is a on the other side of that damn rainbow sometimes. Um, but her comments that uh, towards Ashley last season when Ashley was trying to get pregnant and obviously Ashley was drinking here and there. And she's like, Oh, you're going to, you're drinking or do you want a Corona? You know, like those kind of comments were very aggressive and rude and it kind of, I guess, lingers and bleeds into the whole conversation about why maybe Ashley is maybe so jaded and guarded against Candace, when she does make the comments about Michael, you know, she already feels like I can't trust this woman. I, this woman is already against me. And now she's trying to take down my husband even more. Um, even though the whole reason that Candace was so involved in the Michael situation was because Chris was called by lawyers and the other people to be involved because of what he saw and what he heard. So I don't know. I, it, it starts off with that. And then it goes into Candace talking about how they, her and Chris haven't had a honeymoon yet they haven't consummated their marriage as Dr. Wendy said, you know, like no condom, like figuring it out. Like uh, back to my question from last episode too. If they haven't had a honeymoon yet, why are they throwing a $20,000 party for their one year anniversary? It's been a year. Do the honeymoon. I don't know. Maybe she's got too many cast trips to go on that. They haven't had a chance for them to get away. Um, I don't know. And yeah. And then then we don't really get a resolution on that. I mean, I think Candace and Ashley have a long way to go, to be honest. They they do, and it, it only gets heightened in the situation because then Giselle, of course, has to say, you know, we're all here, and you know, me and Monique, we're talking, and you know, we're a sisterhood, we're a family, and we need to, you know, all let everything air out and come to terms and really forgive each other and ask for forgiveness and apologize so that we can all be good moving forward. And I think this needs to start with Ashley and Candace having a conversation, which blows it up even more because it's like, okay, Giselle, you're just trying to stoke this fire between. Giselle or sorry between Candace and Ashley and it comes to a point where Candace is like okay what is this is this a celebration of Ashley party or is it a let's confront Candace party about all the different situations problems that we have with Candace because it kind of does feel like that oh it's a confront Candace party that's for sure oh, 100% yeah <laughs> I agree it the, is. Uh, the coming out out of the home party for Ashley thing was purely an excuse it was let's get to the drama there's a lot of yeah. shit brewing and uh the dinner table is the best setting for the housewives to air out all their laundry, Always. right? I think Candace is going to be the, the villain of the season. Yes, I agree. That's what I was going to say. And She's I, got an issue with everyone. Yep. And I don't know if they set her up that way or if she has earned it. I still don't I'm, know, really. but I, um, I think she earned it. You think I'm she earned it? I'm going to tell you why. And I, I, I think... See, here's the thing. Well, here's one thing. I would be staining Candace if Monique wasn't on the show. So here's the thing, like Candace has the potential to be like a gay icon, a hundred percent. But like when you're paired up with Monique, it's really hard. And Giselle and Karen Huger, it's a really hard cast to come up against. And I think Candace had a little bit of like, I can kind of keep up with them kind of thing and kind of jumped a little bit too deep too soon um, with the knife situation with her. I mean, her whole situation of her with her mom, with her husband, her being upset and crying because her husband called her a princess her first season on. Like, this girl has really kind of dug her own grave in the sense of the villainess because by doing all these little things to everyone and being this kind of 
person everywhere and trying to be up on top and trying to like stake her claim so soon. She's really roughed up a lot of feathers with the cast. She's really made a lot of enemies with people, even though there's some reconciliations that happen, she still has cracks in all those pots. Like we said before with Monique, you know, that's going to, that crack is going to turn into a full on shatter at the end of the season when she goes head to head in a fist fight with her. So it's like, I think she earned it. I don't, I think the show obviously is setting it up a little bit more by having Giselle instigate some fights by having Sharice come back. Um, but yeah, uh, she earned it. But honestly, kudos to her. I think maybe you'd rather be the villain than just be neutral on Housewives. Yeah. Let's be real. As long as you could survive and not get kicked out. What is more iconic? You know, being a Cindy Barshup of the Real Housewives of New York in season four. I guess she was kind of a villain because nobody liked her. But mostly irrelevant. Or being a Jill Zarin from season three, right? Uh, go go to BH. I mean, would you rather be a Catherine Edwards who was irrelevant? Who? Who? Or exactly. a Lisa Vanderpump from season nine? You know, I mean, look, did it end up, did it end up well uh, for the villains? No. I no. mean, in both of those cases, they actually left the show. Uh, however... It's far more iconic, actually leaves an imprint in the Housewives history. That's much better than just being, you know, a neutral, irrelevant cast member. So, yes. hey, I think Candace, especially after this season, is going to leave her mark once we get to that fight, especially. I agree. Good for her. Yeah, I mean, this this episode was great because I feel like it laid a lot of tracks for a lot of the things we're going to be seeing. We get information about the rumor about Monique, which seems like it's going to be its own storyline this season that's going to obviously play into the Candace Ashley, or sorry, Candace Monique fight. Um, we get more of, obviously, Giselle and Jamal. We got Juan furthering his relationship with Robin. We have Ashley being Ashley. Um, we have Monique, of course, with her whole situation with the trainer and all that. And then we have Giselle, you know, it's everyone's stories is moving along. Candace is the villain. We've got Dr. Wendy Osefo had some great lines in there. I mean, Dr. She Wendy's she's, she's pulling like it's falling into the background, but if you have a chance to watch again, watch it. Cause she's bing, bang, boom, getting it left and right. Eddie, I think we um, mentioned it all. I think we did. Thank you everyone for listening to our episode two recap. If you guys aren't already subscribed wherever you're listening, whether it's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. We're on social media at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T and B-R-A-V-O-D on Instagram and Twitter. Armin, um, anything you want to plug? I'll plug Holly Shook again. Why not? Awesome. I think I've been doing it for a few episodes in a row now, but I'll keep doing it. You should listen to the Holly Shook pod. It's a podcast all about celebrity scandals, um, both historic and uh, current it's a lot of fun. I say this all the time, but if you're a fan of this podcast here, Hot and Bravoed, I think you will like Holly Shook. Actually, you will. Ryan Alkire, who did the Vanderpump Rules recaps with me um, this season, he's on that podcast. It's a lot of fun between the breaking down the historic scandals and covering the current ones. It's a lot of drama, and Housewives are all about drama. So check it out. Hey, sometimes we even talk about some Bravo celebrity drama. I love that. I love that. It's happened. Um, and of course, you can follow me on social media. It's at Eddie underscore Estrada. And we'll see you next time.